When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Well, good morning and welcome to the golf show. Week number two, and it's going to be a better week than week number one was. We had a few technical difficulties last week, but all is well so far, he said, knocking on his head. Um, yeah, today's the first day of spring. Hopefully that means there's going to be nice weather, and um, folks can start getting out in mass and playing. I know I was out on the road somewhere last week. And it was early in the week, and it was chilly. It wasn't <laughs> warm by any means. And I went past Cedarbrook uh, out there on Interstate 70, and there were carts on both sides of the interstate, people everywhere. So everybody's anxious. Everybody wants to get going. And um, I can't blame them. So do I. I haven't had a chance yet, but uh, I indeed would like to uh, get out there and see just how bad it is this year. Well, it's a busy time um, as we get down the road toward the 2021 Masters. That will be the shortest time between Masters being played. The 2020 was played in um, November, as you remember. Hey, that rhymes. And now we're coming back at its normal time and, and place, um, and that'll be three weeks, uh, well, less than that now, but heading toward three weeks um, from this weekend. Uh, next week, the boys play at the World Golf Championships Dell Technologies Match Play, which is always fun, it's in Austin, Texas. And at the same time, there's one of those opposite field events, the Corrales Punta Cana Resort and Club Championship. And April 1st through 4th is the Valero Texas Open. And then the migration begins to Augusta. So it's getting here. Um, Everybody's fired up like normal. Um, So... There are some things that there are all kinds of things we can talk about, and, and we may do this uh, as we go throughout the show. But um, a couple things that I, I I saw this week, and I don't know how many of of you saw it. But one thing that stuck out to me was ESPN had a program uh, on I think it was Tuesday night. It was called the One in November. It was a half-hour show of some behind-the-scenes stuff as they got ready 
to have a Masters in November. Uh, it was, in, in my estimation, really good. Um, we saw a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff at Augusta National. Um, I thought I had seen a lot of the stuff down there in the time that I covered the Masters, but um, <laughs> there was a lot of new stuff there that, that I had not seen. And you got to see the wine, wine cellar and, and um, you know, other parts of the clubhouse that you normally don't see. Um, I thought it was pretty good. It's going to be on again, I think they said a couple times between now and the Masters. And if you get a chance, you ought to check it out. My only complaint was it wasn't on long enough. I could have watched that for a couple hours and not had any any problem at all. But um, check it out. Check the listings, and it'll let you know when it's going to be on. The other thing that I noticed, and, and I guess I really hadn't paid attention to it, um, have you as have many of you checked out PGA Tour Live? Um, and I know this is a a money grab for the tour, um, but it's intended to provide viewers with early round coverage leading up to the Golf Channel and network coverage in the afternoon each weekend. And you know I'm sure they're they're doing fairly well. But what golf, I guess the PGA Tour and, and the Golf Channel have done is they've provided it for free to viewers in the first round of regular tour events. So I happened to be working inside this weekend and I, I turned it on and I, I saw it. That's a pretty neat thing. Um, you know, you see guys that you don't see in the afternoon coverage either day. Um, you see guys who are actually shooting good rounds in the morning. And you hear more stories about players that, that wouldn't necessarily have time to be told uh, on the network or, or golf channel coverage. Um, but as I was watching it, no, I didn't say, you know, I really should go buy a subscription. I didn't say that. But the thought crossed my mind that, you know, what would be really good for golf, golf fans, would be to have that at the Masters. You know, as you remember... The Masters is one of the least televised events in golf. You know, it's like three hours maybe in the afternoons. And even the weekend coverage, um, they've expanded it now to where you get to see the leaders from the first tee to the 18th green. But the Masters uh, officials had to go kicking and screaming uh, to extend it that long. But I think golf fans, and even if they made them pay for it that week, I'll bet they would make a ton of money because we just don't get to see those the front nine holes very much. 
Um, and, and this would be pretty cool, but <laughs> I think um, we have a lot, uh, we have chances of a lot of other things happening in the world uh, before we see that happening. I don't see the masters <laughs> uh, changing their policy about that. Um, I, I presume you saw that Lee Westwood, um, his little run came to a screeching halt yesterday after a 70 in the first round at the Honda Classic. He shot 78 and missed the cut. It was the the fourth straight tournament that he's played in. And in the first three, he had had one bad round total. But his 78 on Friday was enough to um, get him on his way home. Uh, you know, that's a lot for a guy 47 years old. And it, even he admitted afterward that maybe he made a little bit of a miscalculation because he was in the pressure cooker the last two weeks. Um, you know, he, he had a chance to win um, both of the, the last two weeks on tour. So he was playing well, but you only have so much gas in the tank. And he obviously had run out of gas um, uh, this week at the Honda. The Honda, which is normally one of the, the more difficult tracks uh, at PGA National, uh, the champions course there. Uh, I thought about it because a few years ago, um, myself and three of my uh, colleagues there at the fan, uh, Jim Colony, Paul Zeiss, and Doran Dickerson, went on a little trip down there and we played golf for mm, three days pretty much. And, you know, got our, our fill of, of what a really great place is. And we got a little bit of wind, so we got to feel that for what those guys um, have to deal with. Uh, they got some wind this week. And um, they struggled on Monday. It wasn't nearly as easy as it was, uh, or not Monday, Thursday. And it was a little more, diff little more, more uh, easy to get around yesterday. Um, just because the wind was down. So, um, having said that, we have a leaderboard um, this morning that <laughs> is, is an interesting one uh, in that there are four guys at the top who you probably recognize their names, but... Um, you know, they're not the, the most well-known guys uh, in golf. And really from top to bottom, this isn't one of the, the best fields of the year, which kind of surprises me a little bit. Um, but here's, here's the way it looks to me. Um, at the top, you have Aaron Wise, who is 12-under. Shot 64-64. Brandon Hagee and Matt Jones are tied at 9-under. Hagee shot 62 yesterday. Jones shot 61 on Monday. He didn't have any trouble with the wind. And 
Uh, at eight under is Sam Ryder, 68, no, 69-63. And then Scott Harrington is at seven under. Um, I think you can throw all five of those guys in the bag, and I'll bet they don't have a handful of wins between them. And because of that, um, I'm going to make this week's uh, Mike's Pick at the Turn something new for the show this year. Uh, It's brought to you by Parks Casino Sportsbook app must be 21 or over. But my pick is going to be one of my Georgia Bulldog alums, Russell Henley. He's at 7-under, having shot 64-69. So he's right there, tied for a fifth. But he beat Roy McElroy in a playoff a few years ago, which was a pretty good showdown between those two. And that's one of his wins. So he knows how to get around that place. And uh, it won't surprise me at all that on Sunday evening, he's the guy that will be holding the trophy behind uh, the 18th green. Who knows whether that has any merit or not, but uh, that's my pick. Um, What else? Um, They have finally um, solidified the 64-player field for the WGC Dell Technologies match play, which is next week's event. Um, Always an interesting dilemma, maybe, for the the players. Um, Do they want to play in a match play event, or do they want to play a stroke play event, you know, leading up to the Masters? Well, they have a whole gaggle of of the best players. Um, Dustin Johnson is world number one, and he will he's the bracket headliner. Uh, the tournament starts on Wednesday, and they'll have three days of group play. Then the round of 16 and quarterfinals will be held Saturday, with the semifinals and finals on Sunday. And the 16 groups will have each one of the top 16 players in the world. And they're going to have that um, draw for those brackets, which is the season for brackets, uh, on Monday at 11 a.m. on on one of the PGA Tour's digital platforms. Uh, The only top 64 players not teeing it up are Brooks Kepka, Adam Scott, Justin Rose, Gary Woodlands, and, of course, Tiger Woods. And this tournament, like a bunch of other ones, were not played last year because of the pandemic. Um, There wasn't much news about Tiger Woods this week other than the fact that he uh, went back to Florida uh, to continue his rehab. And that's about all we know. And I think we talked about this last week. That's going to be the case for a while. We're just not going to get a whole lot of information uh, until they are good and ready to give us information. Um, oh, and there was one little thing, and this this just kind of 
kind of tells you where we are in the world, I think. And I'm not going to pontificate here, but um, a few weeks ago, Nick Faldo took a jab at uh, Ricky Fowler. Uh, Fowler is struggling this year uh, to the point that he needs to win this week uh, or next week, I think, to get in to the Masters. And if he misses, that'll be the first time since 2010. Now, you probably noticed that Fowler has a whole lot of endorsement deals, and he does a whole lot of commercials. And he's good. There's some funny ones, and I like the one where the single comes running up and asks if he can play through Fowler and his group, and he goes through all these gyrations and the looks on those guys' faces is, is really good. But anyway, he's making a ton of money with these endorsement deals. Hey, good for him. Faldo, who's always, you know, he's not reluctant to, to throw the needle in when he can, says good news is if he misses the Masters, he can probably shoot another six commercials that week. See, I, I, I don't know that that's objectionable. But, of course, like pretty much everything else in the world, there were objections raised about that. Um, I don't get it, but there, this has been a, an actual thing. Um, and he, he, Fowler addressed that yesterday, and he said, no, I know where Nick was trying to come from on that. And it's like competitor to competitor. You're trying to needle each other and get each other going type of thing. Well, there is a lot of that. Those boys like to get at each other. But, you know, I think Faldo was trying to send a message. That's just his, that's the way he is. He likes to take a little shot once in a while. But that was pretty cool that, that uh, Fowler didn't take the bait and um, uh, he took the high road. He's going to have to take a fast road um, today and tomorrow at PGA National. He's tied for 30th after 36 holes, and uh, he's going to have a big climb uh, if, if he's going to get, in, get into a position to win. So we'll see how that works out. Um, we have, <laughs> this week, we have um, kind of a redo of last week's show because of the, um, the, the technical difficulties we had. Um, we have the same two guests that were going to come on with me last week, and they'll be doing that um, on the fan hotline, which is brought to you by Workers' Compensation Law Firm of Hall and Capitas. And right after our first break of the day, We'll get to Mike Perkey, and uh, we'll we'll take a take a swat at what's going on uh, in golf in generally, and and uh, see how how Mike sees things from down there in lovely North Carolina. All right, you're listening to the Golf Show right here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. 